2: Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome back to this episode. I'm your host, Jen DuPlessis, and my guest today is Royce King. She is your startup coach. So if you're listening in here and you're saying, okay, I want to start up a new side hustle, I want to be a full-time entrepreneur or business owner, or I want to reset. I think resetting is part of startup as well. Um, So I'd love to introduce uh, Royce to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Jen. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm happy to have you. So let me do a quick little introduction for everyone so that they know who you are. And actually, I have it up here on my computer, so I'll read off of this. Uh, Royce uh, King is recognized as one who gets results for her clients. She is able to craft the messaging to position you above your competition. And we know right now this is a big, big deal because we were all hidden in the pandemic. And now we're all coming out and there's just a lot of competition everywhere we go. Uh, For more than 20 years, she's consulted startups and small businesses. She's created and written over 100,000 pieces of content. And today her business spans internationally. Her services include marketing strategies, simplified for every business, and content creation. She has, pub- she has been published on several online pro- platforms and written several books. So there's her story, at least what she's doing now. Let's talk first about your story. Where did all of this start with you that got you into this particular realm? Jen, I am the
0: unlikely entrepreneur, right? I grew up in a small town on the wrong side of the tracks with uh, a large part of my family being union workers. And that just did not ever resonate with me. And as soon as I graduated high school, I had to get out because I said, there's no way I'm working in a factory all my life. I just can't imagine the 40 year plan. And uh, so I went to college and always had a business mind. And as soon as I graduated with an associate's degree, not even an MBA, I started my first business and was an image consultant for 10 years to very affluent Chicagoans and created quite a successful business and got bored with that. Again, I can't follow a 40 year plan. So I got bored. I started some other businesses. And to date, uh, I've launched 12 companies and failed twice, you know, fallen flat on my face and had to restart even from bankruptcy. And uh, the second time from divorce in 2014. And I literally did not know where my next meal was coming from. I had not built this marketing agency into a real business. It was more of a side hustle for me at that time. And I had to scramble and make it a business that could provide a full-time income for me. And uh, spent the year traveling and meeting people and making connections worldwide and being a digital nomad while I built my business and by 2016, I had gone global. So um, I'm very proud of what I've done and how I've served people over the years. And it's been a continual lesson in growth and education as well. I
1: don't think you ever fully arrive. No, no, I don't think you do. Yeah. so um, So you do a lot of content writing. So uh, where did that come from? Were you, was your associate's degree in some type of writing? It's, um, how did you get into content writing? Because I know that probably then springboarded into, hey, the reason I need to do all this content writing, I need to help people get positioned better so that I don't have to constantly go back into all this content writing <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was like every other entrepreneur that's trying to wear too many hats and DIY stuff on a budget mm-hmm. and do things that they really should not be doing. And I was writing my own content for these other businesses prior to launching my marketing company, and um, it was from practice. You know, I had written thousands of pieces of content and written press releases that got published and got me notoriety and. I said, wow, I could do this. And so when I was scrounging to start over, that's what I decided that I was good enough to start doing is writing content for other companies and undercharging and learning as I went. And every year I invest in myself, you know, I have had two coaches at any given time belong to masterminds and last year I was certified as a story brand certified guide and that was an amazing experience that really leveled up my my knowledge Um, I'm also a direct response copywriter and I'm getting a couple of HubSpot certifications so I continually look to invest in my craft especially with marketing because it changes so quickly that what's true today
1: may not be true tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. So tell us a little bit about, I want to, I'll, I'll come I'll back to the story piece of this here in a few minutes, maybe give myself as an example for something quickly, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you feel, you know, with startups or someone who's repositioning or resetting, um, you know, or is in sales and and is trying to get the word out, you know, and I, I always akin this to, um you know, the difference between marketing and the difference between uh, marketing and selling, there's a, there's, I don't even think there's a fine line for me. It's totally different. There are so many people that want to be some, something for everyone. And so it gets very cloudy, right? And you should market to your expertise and then let everybody know, Hey, I do everything, but that's what I market to instead of marketing to everybody. Cause then you're selling nothing to no one. So So from that perspective, where do you think people go wrong? And not not just in what I'm saying, but where do you think that they go wrong in this thought process that I just have to tell everybody every single thing I do, because that's the only way I'm going to get a lot of business? I love that question
0: because I found myself there before. And really, I do market to my niche market, but I have. Thirty years of business experience behind me too, so it's not yeah. to say that I can't help those outside my niche, uh, and that's where the confusion goes in. Mm-hmm. Is everyone feels like they have so many skill sets that they can't put this one aside, right? They've got to have them all in a bucket. And like you said, then you sell nothing to no one because there's confusion. Your messaging has to be clear. And I found that it was easy to find my niche when I, number one, enrolled others. In other words, ask for your help. Hey, Jen, Mm -hmm. you have connections in this industry, and that's my number one interest. Would you invite me into your circle and let me connect, right? Mm -hmm. Enroll others. You don't get successful alone. And you need people to come alongside you, whether it's your mastermind group or just your peers. And then ask, never be afraid to ask. When I started my podcast, which is no longer going, I thought, wow, I've co-authored a book with a couple of dozen authors. I will have a couple of dozen speakers and that's two years of podcasts. Yeah. I had international singer songwriters coming and knocking down my door to be on the podcast. And I was like, how do I even, you know, tell their story and allow them to be a guest when I'm not meeting their market? I'm not marketing to their audience. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, um so we played with some interesting spins and it worked. And, you know, I thought, I'm not Oprah either. How am I ever going to find guests? But they came to me because I was willing to enroll others and ask. Yeah. And I think those are two keys to discovering what you're good at, defining your niche and learning to market to that niche by using the language that they use.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, um, uh, this is reminding me, you know something I did several years ago. I may have mentioned, I'm sure I haven't this podcast, but uh, you know, I sent out an email to a lot of people that I felt comfortable with and said, hey, if you could describe me in three words, what were they? And that really started opening. And I think testimonials also, the, what's written in the testimonials of your clients, um, you know, your testimonials or your your edification when you're hearing someone edify you uh, is to pull the words that they're using out of that, and it's how the world sees you rather than how you want the world to see you <laughs> because exactly. it's different. And I think that's sometimes where the dis, uh, that disconnect can come from. So I think that's really good, you know, to ask people and, you know, surround yourself with people saying, Hey, you know, am I in alignment with what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm, what I'm talking about? It's sort of that old saying of, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Because. They may not be, they may be going, I hear what she's saying, but it doesn't make sense. I hear what he's talking about, but that doesn't align. Something's missing there. So, so, um, so rather than being in a, in an Island, ask people, get advice from people, let other people see your ears because you can't, what's something else that, um, that you see as a trend or I shouldn't say a trend, but a, (laughs) a thread through why this doesn't work for so many people.
0: Mindset, you know, the Mm -hmm. scarcity mentality is huge. Mm -hmm. I worked long and hard to overcome that myself. As I said, when I introduced myself, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, we Mm -hmm. did not come from an affluent family, not even middle class. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you see the world as a scarce place with limited resources, you're Mm -hmm. constantly competing with others. But uh, that has changed for me so drastically in the last 10 years. I actually have other copywriters that refer business to me and I to them because we're not a fit. And so in my mind, there is no scarcity. Same with coaching. If I have someone coming to me for coaching, we go through an interview process. It's not an online form where you're automatically accepted because There are so many coaches out there that if I can't help you and we can't get to uh, met expectation that's going to just wow both of us, then why take you on as a client, right? And so I no longer have the scarcity mentality, but I think that's where we're afraid to define our market because we don't expect our market to be large enough. The second thing is, you know, I'm a big proponent of the business model canvas, which is like a one page business plan. And having that product market fit is important. If you do your due diligence and see that there's enough of a market out there,
1: then build your service offering around it or product offering. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And that's similar to SWOT analysis, right? It's some of the SWOT analysis of what strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, yeah. Okay. And I think that's, I think that's super powerful. I love, I love the fact about this schi- kiss, the scarcity mentality so often. And I know for myself, I lived in scarcity, but I thought I was living in abundance, <laughs> right? For yes. years, I thought I was living, no, I don't need any help. I'm good. I got this. I didn't want to show any weaknesses because that would just, you know, propel me. I call it circling the drain into my childhood, you know, and, (laughs) uh, and I had to overcome that as well. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, um, storytelling. This is something that, uh, you know, I work quite extensively with my coaching clients and my mastermind, um, members is storytelling and making sure that they aren't just, superficially saying, well, yeah, I was raised a poor child. That's not a story. How how do you lay out storytelling since this is a certification that you recently got? and And why do you think storytelling is important for small businesses as well? You know, I think a lot of them try to keep that facade of professionalism so we don't really let them in. Why do you think storytelling is so important and what are some tips you can give us on how to get started writing our our story or telling our story?
0: Well, storytelling is usually seen in the first person and I want to tell you how great I am by starting every sentence with I and reading you my resume and my accomplishments and making up some awards along the way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And You know, a lot of that is to puff up our own ego, but it really doesn't tell you how I can serve you. And when we reframe the story in the customer's mind, that's where it gets powerful, right? You're coming to me not because of how great I am, but because of what I can do for you. And that's the biggest shift with the story brand methodology that Donald Miller created is to frame the story in terms of what it does for your ideal audience that's reading it. Um, The best tip I can give is to pick up his books. Uh, his, His methodology is so powerful. And while I've worked with over 200 startups He's worked with 10,000 companies and it's worked with every single one of them. And the proof was in the pudding. And that's why I became a guide because he really has simplified it. You know, I work with people who have lean teams or they're just starting out as a team of one and wearing too many hats, but smaller teams, five, no more than 10 people. That's my ideal avatar. And they have revenue, but they don't have a lot of money to burn. You know, they may have achieved 500,000, a million, 2 million, but they're still lean on their budget, lean on their team. And if I can simplify their marketing so that they can set it and forget it and go, your startup coach is handling it. I know because we've talked through the strategy and now it's calendared and I can just forget that part of my business. It's off my plate with someone competent. That's the importance of being able to go from that place of scarcity and that place of trying to sell to everybody and telling your story so that you're constantly top of mind. I know you have you know, a podcast that's in the top 1%, how'd it get there? Because you stay top of mind, you tell the story well. And that's what working with someone that can put a simplified strategy in place can do is allow you to stay in your zone of genius and keep recording podcasts and getting the right guests while your marketing is on autopilot
1: and you stay top of mind. I love that. Okay. So um, I want to go back to, to what you were saying about the I, I, I versus whatever, give us an example of how that gets turned around. So let's just use me as an example, you know, so if I were to just like bullet this, okay. And say, you know, I was in the mortgage lending business for four decades. Um, I was a top, top, top producer in the top 200 loan officers in the country. Um I struggled, you know, working long hours and knew there was a better way to do it. And I cracked the code. I'm using I very, I normally don't do that, but I'm <laughs> using it. <laughs> and then I cracked the code and the result was that I doubled my income and went to a hundred million a year. And, um, you know, and I, and I was done proving and started, um, you know, living, right. I stopped proving and I started living And, um, I now have this life of luxury and I want you to have that life of luxury too, because I've already built the path. So I just did a lot of eyes (laughs) (laughs) on purpose. How do you turn that into how that person can help them, you know, help, help the consumer. I'm just curious how that goes. It's not how I tell my story just so you know, but I purposely did that. (laughs) Yeah, well, off
0: the top of my head without thinking through this and writing it down Jen, if you had all of those eyes on your website and you were trying to attract someone that needed a mortgage, you could make it sound like this. With decades of experience, I've helped thousands of home buyers go through the mortgage process. And what most home buyers hate is the fact that they aren't getting communication from their mortgage professional and they are stressed out because it's one of the biggest decisions of their lives. Well, I'm a top producer. And what that means for you is you'll always be able to find me because I have, I'm doing this full time and have the pulse on the mortgage industry and I'll help you have a stress-free transaction right? That's telling me how it serves me as Mr. Homebuyer,
1: right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Those are, yeah, really, really, really great things. And so, uh, and, and, you know, I, I see how you're putting the, the same statement that was mentioned sometimes first, sometimes second, but either way there's context behind why as a consumer, I care or should care, which I think is, is really, really brilliant. So those of you that are listening, you want to start thinking about this, you know, go look at your website. What does it say? And, you know, as you're, as you're, you know, starting your businesses or as you're, you know, you have a side hustle and you're, you know, trying to figure out what the next step is for yourself. These are things that you could be looking at is taking those accolades or those bullet points of you know, adjectives that describe you and turn that into it's kind of with them, right? What's in it for them? Or the answer is the question is, so what? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Right? We used
1: to do that a lot in a class I used to do called sales mastery. And um we used to say and I'd say so what? Well, you know, blah blah, blah when we were role playing, you know, and I go, uh-huh, so what? <laughs> right, because that
0: exercise. yeah yeah
1: because if, you know you're telling me these things but so what give me some context around it so thank you for clarifying that I was getting a little lost in trying to understand exactly what you did with that and uh, I think that's important so I know one of the other things that you wanted to talk about as we you know sort of get close to wrapping up our time is that you want to talk a little bit about leadership and I noticed that last year in 2021 um you know, of course we're recording in 2022, uh, that leadership was a word. It was a big word. In 2020, it was pivot, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was pivoting during the pandemic. And then the next word was leadership. Um, I think this year mastermind is probably being overused, but uh, they are, we're just, used, a lot of us are in masterminds, but tell us a little bit about your perspective on leadership Uh, As you and I were talking in the green room, you had said, you know, I really want to talk about some leadership here as people are making these shifts in their lives.
0: Yeah, I've alluded to this earlier in our conversation, but the three tips I have on becoming a great leader, whether you're scaling a startup or coaching your clients is enrolling others, you know, invite them into that story and show them what's in it for them. And I have a a great example that I'll summarize in a couple of sentences. When I was traveling in 2015, I uh, was fascinated with social enterprise and found myself in Nashville where the social enterprise Alliance is headquartered. And they were doing some networking meetings, some after hours meetings and, um, I had been writing for a magazine column regularly for about two and a half years. Ended up meeting this gal from one of the nonprofits there, one of the social enterprises. And she says, yeah, we're taking a team to Costa Rica. I said, you know, again, I'm trying to make ends meet and scale my business. And I said, I'd love to cover that story for you. I'll make sure that you get a lot of brand visibility um, but I'd like to go on that trip. And sure enough, I was able to enroll her, not in that short of a conversation, but able to enroll her in my vision of going on that trip. And that company did get brand visibility and a major donor out of that Um that article I wrote for them. And so I always invite you to enroll others in the story and then ask, don't be afraid to ask. I was coaching one of my clients the other day and she says, I'm good at this. And I work with people that make over 80,000 a year, which, you know, is above the middle-class income, but I'm afraid to ask them to pay for my services. And we talked about that, you Mm -hmm. know, when you go and pay extra for organic produce to make sure you're healthy, do you expect them to say, oh, don't pay me. I just got this from my garden out back and it's free of pesticides. So there's no money involved. So yeah, Yeah, just let them make uh, the choice. Exactly. So don't be afraid to ask for what you deserve and what you want and then have integrity. Yeah. You know, you and I both know that not every interaction works out as as it should, right? I've had disappointed clients here and there during my 10 years uh-huh. in business uh-huh. or so. And act with integrity, you want them to think well of you even if it didn't work out. So whether that be a refund or, you know, free coaching or a free service or whatever, make sure that they are ultimately happy when you guys part ways, if it doesn't work out, always act with integrity,
1: even when it hurts you. Yeah. That have that's interesting that you said that it happens to be one of my core values. <laughs> so I totally, I totally get that. I know, you know, as, as business owners and salespeople, we are You know, always afraid of the no, and we get no's a lot. Um, Some people don't ask because they are afraid of the no, but you have to ask in order to get comfortable um, with the no. But sometimes no doesn't mean no right now. It also means that they might be going someplace else. And this is why integrity is so important. They might be going someplace else. And if you just keep in touch with them, you may find that it's going awry. Yes. And and they'll come back to you instead of saying, oh, I said no to them, and I don't want to call them, and and we acted all funky because they said no, fine, <laughs> fine.
2: <laughs> you know, hung
1: up on them or whatever, and or put a nasty email up, fine, whatever, and then they go to the next person, and it doesn't work out, so now they've got to go to a third person instead of saying, you know what, they were so good, I'm going to go back, yeah, and I and I think that those are lost opportunities in leadership, so. Yes, I appreciate you sharing that as well. So let me ask you, uh, is there a mantra that you live by on a regular basis and a quote, some kind of mantra that you would like to share with us?
0: You know, that changes, that's changed over the years. But my my word and what I'm focused on is simply one word, joy. Mm. Too often life and COVID and all the changes and disruptions in the past few years have robbed Mm. us of joy. But joy and happiness are two different things, right? Happiness is external based on circumstances. Joy is within and is not dependent upon circumstances. So uh,
1: that's what I encourage people to seek right now is joy. I love hearing that. Um, It's interesting because a colleague of mine talks about the difference between motivation and inspiration. You know, motivation is an outside job. I need to be motivated. So I need to listen to a podcast or I need to go to a conference. You know, I need to get some motivation. Whereas inspiration is an inside job, right? It's something mm-hmm. that you are compelled to, it's your purpose, right? Just the, the purpose, of, the purpose-driven life, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know what your purpose is, you're inspired to get up every day, even if it hurts, even if you're tired, you're so inspired to do things. And this is, this then when you do them, exudes joy, Yes. Right, exudes joy. So I love that you say joy is internal and happiness is external. I think that's really powerful. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and run with it. Awesome. <laughs> take <laughs> it and run with it. <laughs> so, uh, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yourstartup.coach.
0: That's not .com. Yourstartup.coach. Okay. I have a contact form. I have a button you can book 30 minutes with me, and I have a
1: place to sign up for my monthly news. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have a special link in our show notes as well um, for to get in touch with you. And I imagine you're on social media and whatnot. I know that you recently yeah. got married. So tell us the best way to get a hold of you on social media. Uh, LinkedIn and
0: Facebook are my two favorite platforms. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn every day,
1: so you can find me on LinkedIn. Great. And that'll be under Royce King, R-O-Y-C-E King. Okay. So we'll have those links uh, for everyone as well. Any parting thoughts you'd like to leave with everyone based on our conversation today? Yeah. I would like to say if you fill out my contact form or find me on
0: LinkedIn and want the ebook 10 Leadership Habits to Scale Your Business, be happy to send it to you and find joy in the little things. You know, there's so much out there that can inspire you and bring joy to your
1: heart. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on here, Royce. Thank you so much. We had a lot of little nuggets that are, uh, I think, you know, listen back to this again and write down some of these nuggets and ponder them. Uh, You know, it's one thing to listen. It's another thing to go back and really internalize everything that you're learning in podcasts. So I really appreciate you taking time um, out of your day to give us the wisdom that you've given us so that we can find that joy in our lives as well. So thank you. Thank you, Jen. Absolutely. So everyone, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us. Just a reminder that we have ongoing Cracking the Code Academy events all the time. So go to thetopproducercode.com, get yourself signed up, come and visit us, spend two or three days with us, depending on where we may be at any given moment. Um, we have both virtual and in person. So I like going back and forth a little bit. Just make sure that you click on that uh, link below and uh, get yourself signed up for that so that you can spend a little bit of time with us. And last but not least, go ahead and scroll down on your phone. Give us a great five-star rating and write a great comment for Royce to see so that she can see that what she is doing is making an impact and significance in the world. And with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and